song there was a stir in the senate where the woman stood plenty remember the day august 8th 1920 the ladies refused to be marginalized they want to speak vote and earn like the other guys so our topic today is susan b anthony and that is the woman of the week The song at the beginning of the video was by Sumo Learning. Modern, simple, designed for learning. Better than a textbook. Alright, so Susan B. Anthony. Who was Susan B. Anthony? Well, Susan B. Anthony was a baby on February 15th, 1820, when she was born. And she was not a baby on March 13th, 1906 when she died. So who was she? Well, she was a rebel for a cause. She was a suffragist, abolitionist, author, speaker, teacher, and was the president of the National American Woman Suffrage Association. So she was she was going places. So what about her early life? Well, she was born on February 15th, 1820, like I said, in Adams, Massachusetts. She is the second oldest of eight children to a local cotton mill owner and his wife. Only five of Anthony's siblings lived to be adults, and Anthony herself would live to be 2,000. I'm just kidding. She lived to be 86. According to obituary, according to obituary in the New York Times, shortly before she passed away, Anthony told her friend Anna Shaw, and I quote, To think I had more than 60 years of hard struggle for a little liberty, and then to die without it 
seems so cruel. So Anthony didn't get to see the 19th Amendment become ratified, but shortly after, it did. And she didn't do it without the recognition. Almost everyone knows her, and in 1979, she was the first woman to be honored on. So Anthony was born in a Quaker family. And if you don't know anything about the Quakers, they are a historic Christian denomination known formally as the Religious Society of Friends or Friends Church. Even though the Quakers have a strong moral compass, originally they embraced the idea of slavery. But after a while, they came with the idea that everyone was equal under God. And that guided her throughout her life. So early on, she already had this idea planted that slavery is wrong and everyone should deserve to be treated equally. In 1826, the Anthony family moves to Battenville, New York. And here, Anthony goes to a Quaker school in Philly. However, in 1837, there was a depression which caused Daniel Anthony, the dad, to take his daughters Susan and Gelma out of school. So they lose their house in Battenville. However, Anthony would return home and find work as a teacher. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to give a round of applause to all the teachers in the world who have done a great, great work for all the students. So, here's a clap. Wow. Followed by an audience clapping. Did you enjoy that? I sure did. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back right after the break from our first ever sponsor. This podcast was made possible by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with over, who knows, a heck of a billion audiobooks to choose from. So get reading, get listening to that book you never got to finish. Grab it today with a free trial. Do it now. Pull up your phone. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash woman of the week. That is woman of the week. www.audibletrial.com slash woman of the week. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. So it's the mid-1940s and her family is bringing themselves back up and decide to move to Rochester, New York in 1845. Her family has always been politically active, especially since they were Quakers, who were part of the abolition movement at the time. And Anthony's social circle grew here, and she happened to stumble across a well-known man. His name was Frederick Douglass. It was also around this time that Anthony started her teaching job, too, at, I'm going to butcher this probably, Kanahawari Academy. And here she got paid a yearly salary of $110. And try living on $110. And you might be thinking like, oh, this was 200 years ago. There was inflation and all that. So I did the inflation for you. $110 is worth approximately $3,275 today. Gross, I know. That's still pretty low. And for a teacher position, teachers deserve to be paid more. In 1848, a group of women held a convention at Seneca Falls, New York. And if you know anything about it, Seneca Falls was the first women's rights convention in the United States. And it's the thing that sparked the suffrage movement. Her mother and sister attended the convention, but Anthony did not. However, in 1851, Anthony met Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and the two women became good friends and worked together almost their entire lives for over 50 years fighting for women's rights. They traveled the country, and Anthony gave speeches demanding that women would be given the right to vote. 
And this was something that was dangerous. She was a teacher. She risked being arrested for sharing her ideas. She risked losing her job. But she said, screw it. I'm going to do it anyways, because this is what's right. Anthony was good at strategy. She was like an engine that just did not stop. She was like a squirrel on crack. Her discipline, energy, and ability to organize made her a strong and successful leader. And Anthony and Stanton would co-find, co-find, they co-founded the American Equal Rights Association. Before we resume, I just want to let you know that co-find is in fact not a word. So, go for co-found. In 1868... Stanton and Anthony became editors of the association's new paper, The Revolution, which helped to spread the ideas of equality and rights for women. Anthony began the lecture to raise money for publishing the newspaper and to support the suffrage movement. She became famous throughout the country, and many people admired her, yet others hated her ideas. And let's be honest, nobody's perfect. She wasn't perfect, although she was a leader in her own regards. When Congress passed the 14th and 15th Amendment, which gave the voting rights to African-American men, Anthony and Stanton were angry and opposed the legislation because it did not include the right to vote for women. And while I get it, it's also not the right thing to say, you know. In my opinion, it was a victory. And in 1872, Anthony was arrested for voting. She was tried and fined $100 for her crime. And this made people angry and brought national attention to the suffrage movement. And in 1876, she gave a speech called the Declaration of Rights, written by Stanton and another suffragist, Matilda Jocelyn Gage. And I quote, Men, their rights, and nothing more. Women, their rights, and nothing less. End quote. And in 1881, around this time, Anthony, Stanton, and Matilda published Volume 1 of The History of Women's Suffrage, followed by 2, 3, and 4 in 82, 85, and 1902. And I've read that in 1902, she delivered a keynote address to the New York State Nurses Convention, advocating for the standardization of training and state registration of nurses. And in 1903, the Nurses Practice Act passes. So good job, Anthony. She was quite the badass, and like I said, she's a squirrel on crack. She was tireless in her efforts, giving speeches around the country to convince others to support a women's right to vote. And in 1905, she met with the president, Theodore Roosevelt, in Washington, D.C., to lobby for an amendment to give women the right to vote. However, she didn't get to see the fruition of her work, but in 1920, the amendment would pass. Susan B. Anthony never married. And she, she didn't have time. She was devoting her entire life to the cause of women's equality. And she may have been partnered with Stanton, but that's something that is kind of secret, and we can't really tell for sure. On March 13, 1906, at the age of 86, Susan B. Anthony dies from heart failure and pneumonia. Now, she didn't get to see her seed of the amendment become the tree that it is now, but... 14 years after her death, the 19th Amendment would be ratified, giving all adult women the right to vote. The 19th Amendment was nicknamed the Susan B. Anthony Amendment in her honor, and she is buried in Rochester, New York, at Mount Hope Cemetery. No man is good enough to govern any woman without her consent. Susan B. Anthony. I hope you enjoy the show, and now for our quote of the week.
You have to act as if it were possible to radically transform the world, and you have to do it all the time. Angela Davis. And remember, ladies out there, you are Women of the Week. Everyone.